Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives, and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor, and I am joined here with my fantastic co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hi, Tara Hello, Lee. everyone. Hi. Yay. Welcome, welcome, everybody. So just a little heads up, this specific episode may be a little triggering, especially if you have a history of trauma or sexual assault or assault in any way. So we just want to let you know that. Of course, this is an extremely important topic, but we do talk about some things that can be triggering to people. So proceed informed. Yes. And before we dive into the episode, let's just take a moment to get present so we can be fully here and get the most out of the next hour or so as possible. So if it's available to you, place your hands on your heart and close your eyes and take a deep breath in and exhale out your mouth and take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale out your mouth and inhale through your nose, and exhale out your mouth. And may our time together be full of magic, miracles, rainbows, connection, and all things magic. And so it is. And so it is. So Tara Lee, why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest for this episode? Yes, so we have two of my favorite women in the world um, as our guests today. So we have Ashley, who is the founder of GrooveSafe. Um, it is an organization that teaches all about consent at a live music show. Um, so you'll learn all about what that means and dive into it. Ashley is so passionate about what she does and educating the live music scene in our community um, so people can feel safe going to a show. And it's really, really important. Absolutely. Yes. I'm so excited that we were able to have Ashley on here and you guys are going to love really just hearing her passion behind this topic and all of the amazing things that she's doing to help our scene safer. Yes. And then our other guest is Jessica Han Smolin, and she is a transformational health and life coach, and her company is called Free Your Essence Coaching. And we have been talking so much lately, and she's like been a coach to me and really helping me move through so many things. So she's just really amazing at what she does. And when we were like hearing more and more about what Ashley does and how you know, unwanted touching is really a problem in this live music scene. Jess and I were like just talking about how can we help. And so we came up with a solution, which you'll hear in the episode. And so that's why Jess is here as well. Yeah. And it was really cool because Jess was really inspired by all of the things that Ashley was doing. And I know that maybe you have been inspired too, or maybe you just really want to learn more about what Groove Safe stands for. Um, whatever it is, I just, I really encourage you to keep an open mind about things. This topic, especially, like people can have such strong emotions around. And, <clears throat> you know, when we feel emotionally passionate about something, then sometimes we can have like 
a narrow view about things. So I just really encourage you to just open your mind and and be ready to receive some really important information from somebody who's done a lot of experiencing themselves, but also like looking at how this is affecting our scene and thinking about how she can make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And you as a listener, by absorbing all this information with an open mind, you'll be able to also learn how you can make the biggest impact to make this not a problem in our scene anymore. Yes, because really all hands on deck, like, let's do something about this. And let's make this experience accessible and safe for everybody. Because as we've talked about in our episodes before, like that safety piece is actually really important to the transformative effects that are available through live music. But we have to feel safe to be able to get ourselves there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, before we get to the episode, Tara Lee, why don't you let listeners know how they can find out more about you and maybe something cool that you are offering? Yes. So you can head on over right now to my Instagram page. It's at Rocking Life with two underscores. Um, I have I'm very active on there, so you can find out everything that I'm up to there. But you can also check out my website, which is rockinglife.com, and it has lots of things there for you. And I have some exciting things going on. So just one thing is if you want to spend a few days in paradise where adulting doesn't exist, I have two retreats that are coming up. One is right after Fish Mexico to make the re-entry better, the Slow Llama Retreat. And then I have one in April in Costa Rica called Sparkle in the Sun. And we're going to play and have so much fun. So both of those can leave your responsibilities in the United States <laughs> and come to paradise. And you just don't need to adult while you're there. So if that's interesting to you. You can come to my Instagram at Rocking Life with two underscores and just send me a DM and I'll hook you up with all the information. And the other thing is that if you have ADHD and a ton of ideas running through your head and you want to figure out how you can take them to make a money making business that's really fun so you can feel free to like do all the things that you want to do, I'd love to talk to you again at Rocking Life. Two underscores, DM me and I'll hook you up with that information. Sweet. A plethora of options to experience more fun and to really find out how to follow your authentic way of creating money, which is will make all parts of your life better. Yeah. And I mean, just the like finding the authentic way and the way that you are and using that as a superpower is what we talk about at the retreats and what we talk about in the business program. So they're all totally connected. Nice. So definitely check those out. All right. And Leah, what are you up to and how can people get in touch with you? Yes. So you can find me at my website, embodiedgroove.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Leah Taylor and also Embodied Groove. And I have a really sweet live Embodied Groove that is coming up. It will have already happened once this episode has been released. Uh, but it's going to be at Terrapin Crossroads opening up for uh, Bone Diggers, which is uh, just such an amazing exploratory Paul Simon band with like Lebo and Reed Mathis and Scott Rager. And I'm super excited about that. So I know 
that there is going to be a lot more live Embodied Groove. So if you would like to find out more about that, please go to embodiedgroove.com. You can sign up for my newsletter and then you will be the first to know how you can get in on these live experiences that really help you to tap in to the magic and the medicine of live music. Yes, you're up to so many cool things and anyone would be so lucky to be able to experience it, especially live. So everyone out there, check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, we are a part of Osiris Media and you can find out more about other podcasts on OsirisPod.com. They're all really amazing and lots of really cool music podcasts uh, that I bet you will enjoy those too. So check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And subscribe to us on the places where you listen to podcasts. And if you're willing to share our podcast with one person who hasn't heard of us yet to spread the word, we would be so grateful. And also, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Groove Therapy Podcast. Um, We post a bunch of things there. And then the last thing is if you want to head over to Facebook and go to the Groove Therapy Podcast community, um, we post some questions there. And it's really like taking away of like, the stuff that we talk about here and diving in a little deeper as well as connecting with other groove therapy people. Yes. So come and join our community. All right. Well, we will be right back with Ashley and Jess. All right. So we're back and we've got Jess and Ashley with us. Hey, ladies. Hi. So how are you doing? We're here. We're good. Oh, you, Jess. Sorry, cut you off. <laughs> we're we're excited. We're like, woo! Good to be here. It's good to be together. Sure. It's nice to take a break from. I've been doing a lot of chores and a lot of uh, tour prep, so it's nice to just <laughs> see some friends and kind of, you know, familiar faces. I guess it's very warming for me right now. Yeah, you're getting ready to hop back on tour, huh, Ashley? Yeah, that's that's definitely the plan. I've been obviously so tab tour is happening and there's been some curveballs. You know, COVID and and, then band members testing positive in the way that they've had to sort of make new plans pretty quickly, uh, dropping the horns and adding fishmen and things like that. Like I haven't talked to anybody about that, obviously, but I've just I've noticed. So I think that they're they're busy, um, but that's the kind of the way it goes. And so I've been preparing to tour and we've been talking about that and how summer tour was successful. Groove Safe was at, invited to every show. I couldn't do Gorge and then the relocated Tahoe mm-hmm. to the shoreline hadn't been part of the plan. So those are the two runs I couldn't do. But other than that, we were out in the venue on tour. So that was really cool. So we want to do it again. Um, hopefully continue to have these conversations in the show at, at the venue and while tour is going on, it sparks uh, conversations and, you know, some hard stuff for people, but also giving people a voice to be like, oh man, this is really important stuff. Teaching consent and being able to speak up about assault and harassment, sexual violence within our community is like, it's, it's a tricky subject, but it's really needs to be doing. Yeah. So for those shows that you've been doing, like, have there been incidences that happened on tour? Um, at the fish shows, we didn't have, and to the to date, actually, I've never had anybody come up with a direct current crisis, which 
makes me feel good that no one was feeling, I mean, I guess I, maybe someone was in crisis, but I didn't know about it, but basically no one has to date has come up being like, Oh my God, this just happened. I'm really scared. I'm, I'm really hurt. Like whatever. So that is something that could happen at any time. But we had a lot of conversations, people sharing past experiences and saying how much it means to them that we are group safes doing the work that we're doing. There was a shift between on this tour at Fish where it went from who are you and why are you here? Or what is this? You know, oh, what a groove safe. What is this? You know, to just a little veering off the concourse with the beer, with their just snack. Thanks for being here. Love you guys and going. Or, you know, the range of emotions in that um, sentiment was very, very wide. But basically, it's shifted from what are you doing to thanks for being here. And that was really fulfilling for me. So people are starting to listen and starting to be really grateful that the, um, the work's being done, I guess. So, and I mean, that's pretty huge to like be on fish tour and to be inside the venue. And can you tell us a little bit about how that came about? Yeah. Well, I've been working for five and a half years specifically on this. And most of my concert experiences, positive and negative, have been at fish. I've seen more fish than the other band. Seen a lot and a lot, a lot of music, but 150 whatever fish shows unfortunately the groping harassing and you know sexual assaults were happening to me at fish as well as other places but along the line I my goal back then was like I just want someone to listen and so the fact that I was contacted by the well not the band not the band but by management and people involved saying hey we've heard about this um, we've heard about the problem and we know that you guys are doing this work so we want to bring you along to start to advocate for prevention and awareness around the sexual harassment and the sexual violence that is occurring. So after being contacted, uh, we had a few discussions about the best way to move forward. And the kind of general conversation was they wanted us on tour to booth, like similar to the way the water wheel sets up, having the table and the volunteers in like the space in the venue. And then I was lucky to be the beneficiary of the dinner and a movie. So one of the last ones of the webcast series was a uh, group safe was the beneficiary of the evening. Um, so Waterwheel was able to coordinate those donations to come to group safe, which was, I mean, I, I was so moved. It was so special to see the fans react to seeing an effort by the band to something that directly affected their show experience. So up to that point, we hadn't seen a lot of that. I can't speak exactly to definitely nothing had been a direct show experience like that. But I think the fans heard the band saying, this is something that affects your everyday show experience, basically is what I'm saying. So that was moving and I got a lot of feedback based on people being really excited to see it being legitimized isn't the right word, but more like recognized and um, taken seriously, I think. So that was great. And then after that was just logistics planning and getting a volunteer and hitting the road. I mean, you know, we had some contact throughout, just small feedback, like positive, but it was coordination of Waterwheel, an amazing team that they have and getting us into the venue a little early, loading in, setting up and just being ready to have those conversations. I'm trying to say like most of the interactions were from doors to lights. That is when we did the most talking, teaching, 
awareness work, you know, because that's the time people, <laughs> that's when you're not just like in the show doing the fish. So that was really cool. Sometimes there are some separate conversations and those are really special. It's a different type of conversation at that point in the show, but a lot of people would just, they couldn't get to it then and then wanted to. So they made their way up to the concourse and we had some really good conversations then too. And then at the end of the show, the last note was, the last note of the encore was my kind of cue to be like, okay, it's like a magic shot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I had the easy up with like just collapsed in the suitcase. It's really funny. I have like a Mary Poppins suitcase. It's a little roller on wheels and like the easy up, which isn't, it's not light by any means, but it's funny what kind of can come (laughs) condensed into the whole project. Like the booth just sets up and then like that, we're out, (laughs) we're gone. But overall it was really special. And I think a lot of like I call it the work, a lot of the work got done. So I think that was, it was hard, man. It was hard. It was hot. It was super hot. I mean, I don't think a load in before the third night in Atlantic city was under 90 degrees. So it was sweaty, <laughs> but good. You know, we did it and, and it's emotional too. Honestly, it's pretty tough to hear the really, really sad things that people have experienced. But I mean, I could talk all day about it. I guess that's why we're here. But it was really, I was proud to hear the people who hadn't had experiences, hadn't been victims of, you know, any sexual violence to come and say, what can I do? How can I help? Like, what, is, what, how can the rest of us get involved? So that was another cool new direction that it wasn't just about me trying to be a peer supporter, just being like, hey, this is really happening. I swear. To more people being like, oh yeah, I've seen it. What do we do? So that's the quick uh, outline of the way the tour went, but in general, it was great. And we're going to go back. So I think that that's important too. Yeah. And that's definitely, Jess, that's why you're here too, because you're one of the people that reached out to Ashley. So do you want to elaborate a little more on that? Yeah. Well, it was a couple, I, I don't, you know, time is a little tricky these days since COVID. So I feel like it was within the last few years when tours were happening before COVID that there was like, I think Tyler, you highlighted an experience that um, you were noticing. And I was just seeing like the outpour of like, yeah, me, it, it was like a me too movement within our community. It's like, yeah, me too, me too, me too. And it's just like the hundreds of comments that you see and, and the range of experiences from just like being touched, you know, when someone's passing you by, like moving down the aisle inappropriately and like being confused about whether that happened or not. And like, did anyone see that to like outright, like harassment and physical violence, like just witnessing that just shook me to my core. And I, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I want to be one of those people to help in some capacity because like, I don't stand for this. Like, our community is like a microcosm of the macrocosm. Like there is going to be a variety of pretty and kind of nasty, ugly things that occur within our space. And and it's so important as a participant in the community to be responsible where I can to make it the best possible place to be. Because this like to so many of us is like a form of church and a sanctuary and a safe place. It's like our place to find release. It's our place to like come together and love each other. It's our place to like hear the songs that we heard when we were like 16 in the car with our friends and remembering those moments and to have someone who is not necessarily maybe capable of making certain decisions based on certain choices they may have made in lot or just really 
not necessarily a kind being, if you will, like take that away from somebody at a show. Like I'm like, I will not stand for that. And so I reached to Ashley. I was like, how can I help? And then Tara and I were talking and I'm like, oh my God, like we can't do this anymore. We just can't do it this way anymore. And so I'm just grateful that I get to be a part of the conversation because to me, this matters so much expression matters so much like healing. I know this whole podcast is about like music and healing through music and, and what we get to the world we get to create together, like through the, the lens of, of the magic of music. And like, if there is something out there that is keeping someone from being able to show up to that special place, I want to be right there to do something about it. So I'm just so grateful that Ashley, like you exist, that before it was cool to start talking and like, to, you know, to speak up, like you were encouraging people to do that. And I'm definitely fangirling, like, you know, because it's not an easy position to take. It takes incredible internal strength. And unfortunately, some of the voices, let's just be real. A lot of the voices in our community reflect a patriarchal energy. And so when a woman stands in her truth and speaks it, there's a lot of energy out there where you get like really kind of knocked around. <laughs> like I don't, I, I'm trying not to curse on a podcast, <laughs> but you get really, really It's okay if you around. need like, to. <laughs> yeah, Express yourself however of, you need. Yes, there's, it's bullshit is what happens. There's like a lot, like there's a lot of tantrums that occur from certain energies when women speak their truth and it's unacceptable. And it's, and it's just, the line is drawn. You can see me drawing a line in the sand. And so I'm just grateful that there's a community of, of individuals who are ready to say no to that and say no together, because the more of us who step up and say no together, the more power we have to work with each other to end this cycle of abuse. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, we have highlighted the fact that like when live music can be a safe place, that's really when that healing and that transcendence experience can occur. And so to be able to have an organization that is really focused on how can this be a safe place for all so that we can be able to slip into that place where we can receive the medicine that is there for us to receive. And it's not possible if we have to put up our guards and we have to constantly be vigilant. So that's really important. I think uh, one of the reasons uh, Guru Safe is what it is or even started was because, I mean, music, fish, obviously, but just seeing live music and chasing live music was my absolute favorite thing to do it like you said it, it gets you to this place of enlightenment and all these other all these other magical things but I found that I no longer wanted to do my favorite thing that is where it started to really grow because I used to find the excitement and the joy and the anticipation and all in a positive way you know deciding what I'm wearing deciding how I'm getting there who's driving, you know, however that all worked out was all fun. The planning, the, I can't wait. What are they going to play? What are they going to open with? Like, what's this venue? Like, you know, all of, all of the things. And it turned for me into fear, anxiety. Yeah. I love the music, but that whole thing, like, oh, I, I can, you know, I can't imagine not going, but, and I, I, it took me a little while to really discover what the hesitation was and where the anxiety was coming from. I mean, I definitely knew 
what made me uncomfortable at shows, but that was just a shift from, can't wait to go to like, oh, I should go. And I know I like it, but you know, and then I realized it was cause I was on guard. My shoulders were tucked up tight, you know, and I would catch myself not breathing and, or like even being like, oh, when's this song going to be over? What's the next song going to be? And like, who's around? And it turned out to be that I was just, like, you mentioned on guard. I was afraid of who was in my space, who was, either entering or leaving it or passing by or who, what friend was close enough. All of the things that you start to get in your head about, but it was because I found that it became anxious, not joy. It became like fear of, I mean, let's be straight up. I've been, I've been harassed. I've been grabbed. I've been sexually um, targeted. I've been, you know, assaulted. Um, Everybody has a spectrum of, where their comfort lies. I mean, crossing a touch barrier without permission is always going to be wrong. And, you know, but for me, I had a, a range of violations, right? So that is where it started to be where I didn't feel safe anymore. I mean, my life wasn't in danger, but I remembered that every time I was around this environment, it wasn't what it used to be. Uh, what or what I thought it would maybe I just didn't know that it could be related in that way. But that is what really gave me the passion to like push more and through this is I mean, I didn't want to see shows anymore. And come on, that's that is for someone like me that is just so unfair and so insane. So I agree with your thoughts on that. It should be a place of just here I am, plant your feet and go for it, like emotionally and mentally, but it's not like that right now for me and a lot of people. Yeah, like Reed Mathis was actually, he was talking about how important that environment is for you to have that transcendent, amazing, magical experience, because you have to not only trust the musicians on stage to take you to that place musically, but you also have to trust all the people around you if you're going to be able to open up and have that healing, amazing, magical experience. And like you said, like you're thinking about like, oh my gosh, is that person going to like touch me or am I going to be like hit on right now or like whatever is like happening is a distraction where you're unable to do that. And it's not fair and it's not right, especially in a place where like you typically are the most open that you ever are in any other situations in life. Yep. Dance like no one's watching. But if you feel like they are, then you may not be able to dance like no one's watching. And that's hard. I mean, it can be, for me, it's also, it could be for some people more than fear of sexual violence, but even more about the energy isn't, may not be right. You know, someone who didn't control their consumption is just adding a negative moment for you. I mean, that's going to happen all the time. And I know that you have to like focus on what you're doing, but if you're afraid, it's hard to even see the difference sometimes of of all that. You don't, I'm looking behind me instead of taking in the lights and taking in the music, you know, being happy around my friends I mean, that's, that's why I grew safe exists is because I, I saw a major shift in that. And I didn't want to see shows anymore. So instead of not going to music, I decided to maybe talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. sounds like you're still in that place of like not really feeling safe in that environment. And your process right now is really getting the word out to, like you said, you know, it's like, Whenever somebody starts this conversation, at first, it's kind of like, oh, what is this? What what are we talking about? You know, and of course, you have the people that are kind of come forward and say, yeah, that's been my experience, too. And then mm-hmm. there's like all these people that are like, 
really? That happens? What? You know? Or it doesn't. Nah, no way. Not here. Right. Right. So it's so much energy to even like continue to have that conversation and to like keep, you know, standing strong to say this is important and this this is happening to me and this is happening to other people and, you know, how do we do something about this? And then there's the healing from that experience, right? So there's the education, but then there's also the healing that needs to happen too. Yeah. And I mean, so when you said that I'm still in that space and I, I am personally, but also when you are in the position I'm in, I feel a lot of stories. I am, for the record, not I'm not a, a crisis counselor. I've studied psychology and I've been in this work long enough, but to know and to, to see and know and have actual evidence of how often it's happening, how often people are getting grabbed, how often people are a subject of harassment, how often people are getting, let's put it straight up, sexually assaulted at shows, then I become, it's more than me because now I have piles of stories it's in, and it's, it's validating that I knew that I, I had something to talk about, but also I can't get out of that space because it's so real. And there's so many people sharing that I don't think I'm going to get out of that space until we make major steps in the progress of preventing and, and trying to change the culture. <laughs> and we had talked about it, consent being our, you know, our, our keyword and our topic here and rape culture will never dissolve until consent culture comes in, <laughs> comes in stronger. And I think that's where the shift not shift, but you know, like that's where the big change has to happen. But breaking down one and building another is, it's kind of a scary thing to look at because it seems so big. But I mean, that's, that's, that's sort of where my mind is, is something has to change. Yeah. Have you seen changes in that direction? Can you describe what you've noticed? Yeah. You know, what's kind of cool is, I mean, it, it, cool is, is relative here inspiring, I guess, is recently GroupSafe put out a bystander 101 training. So active bystander as an, an active bystander is not a new concept in the world or the field of helping others, recognizing harassment, but it is an, it's a newer concept to our scene in our community because there not a lot of work has been done in that, you know, subject within our community. So for me, I said that I need to have my version of, or Gruse had to have a version of the bystander um, concept. So we did, basically what it is, if people don't know, is it, the bystander effect is when there's, the more people there are that see a problem or something bad happening, the less likely someone is to step in because the mindset, like phenomenon, like psychologically is that, oh, someone else will help. There's this many people in this space, someone's going to do something. And in that, it ends up that nobody does something. And then therefore, you know, then the person doesn't end up with any help. So bystander, an active bystander, the concept is that now you see something and you have tools to safely step in, get help, get involved, talk about it, say something, anything that you do is one thing closer to fixing it. So, I mean, we can talk about it at, you know, in details or not right now, but 
the idea is I have introduced something to the community through GrooveSafe about being an active bystander. I put a training out there. And from that, I've seen results where people are now telling me, hey, I tried that tactic. I used distract. And, you know, I asked the girl some, it could be anything you guys, I'm telling you, like, do you have any gum? It's one I always go to, but what's the name of this song? Or have you seen a, a bathroom or, hey, where'd Joe go? Like, who's Joe? I don't know. But if they need to talk about Joe, promise you. But they've told me as, as recent as today, and which why I'm a little bit, I got a little fire today because I did, I engaged pretty intensely online today, but the, um, someone had an experience recently. And they shared that they tried or used one of the um, the five D's we call them, and they they inter they intervened in a, in a moment where someone was getting harassed, and they and their friend went into the moment and were able to deescalate it and get that person out of the distressful moment. So I would say that is a change I'm seeing, like in real time. So that's really rewarding is that people are realizing that they do have a say. It's not about the harasser and the victim anymore. Like it's the, the bystander, our regular people in our community now know that they can scan their horizon, recognize an issue and step in. I'm not saying it happens all the time. Every second people are like, oh, well, what do you think the show? I'm like, no, no, no. If you see it, you know it. And then, hey, guess what? You can do it. And if you don't want to go right in, you can get some help. And you know what else you can do, which I think is awesome, is check in with them later. You don't have to go get the bad guy. The, the idea of, of reducing trauma because you 10 or 15 minutes later, you saw them at the bar in the bathroom, or even you went up to them on your own. Hey, man, I saw that. Are you all right? Like that is enough to say something, do something, a small shift. Now that person feels validated and you were safe and comfortable enough to contribute to the change. So that's what I would say is the most current gift that's coming back is that, that people are aware that they do have a power to be a part of changing it. Yeah. Can you share what the five D's are? Yes, I sure can. I wasn't, I didn't know how we were going to go, but I think that's important. You're right. So they are in no particular order and people don't sometimes don't know that it's not a step-by-step. -step, it's a choose one. So direct, distract, delay, delegate. And then the fifth one is called document. But the most important thing about document is you don't want to just film someone in trouble unless someone else or you has already started one of the other four Ds because then you just end up with a video of someone in trouble. So direct is when you go up to the harasser. If you feel safe, if that's your personality, maybe even the person that's causing the trouble is matched with you in some way. And you say, hey, buddy, not cool. Or hey, like, I'm like leave her alone, leave him alone, or some, or even saying, hey, hey, do you know her? I mean, you know, so that's a direct, and that's the hardest one. I don't always choose it personally, because it's not my personality as much, but some people are very okay with that. They're safe, they're confident. Direct, that's direct. Distract is the one I use the most. I mentioned it before. You see something, you don't know if they're actually in trouble or they're actually being harassed. And that is what holds people back a lot. Well, I don't know if it was just their boyfriend or, you know, like, I don't know if, if they were, you know, it was consensual, but guess what? If you go and like tie your shoe next to somebody or um, ask someone the name of a song, or, I mean, you could be creative. Any, anything that breaks that moment for a moment can be the difference of someone needing your help and not needing your help. Cause if you were wrong, then you're just a weirdo tying your shoe. 
you know, or like, dude, it's bouncing down the room. Everybody knows that turning back to the person that they were engaged with, they're fine. They don't think about it because they don't think that they need help. So you, you're not like, Hey honey, do you need some help? Like, that's not what we're saying here. But anyway, so that's, that's distract. That's is my favorite one. Cause it's going to be creative. And then like I said before, delay is checking in with them after the fact, because you didn't feel safe in that moment. You didn't feel comfortable in that moment, checking in. And then delegate is when you get a friend, someone in authority, a, your crew even to come with you or to like, you don't know, delegate to, to share, to get a better party to be included. And then the, like I said, document is if those other ones are being, have been initiated, then documenting it helps to document the situation. And then the most important thing about that one is you have to get consent of the person that was in distress. You cannot just snap a picture and share it online because that could cause more harm that could re-traumatize the person. So you have to take a little responsibility in the document one where you have to know that someone else is helping and then ask the person what they want to do with that um, information that, that you have do now have that is it's technically it's theirs to decide. That's the, that's the quick one. Um, we do outline it in the video on the, on the website. There's a slash live on groovesafe.com and that has uh, the full training there um, that goes kind of into more detail. But um, those are some, I mean, they're just tools in a toolbox. You might see nothing for a whole tour, but if you did, you're one more person that can help. So I think that's something. Yeah. And I noticed that on your homepage, you go through those five D's. So if you forget, you can go to groovesafe.com and it may still be yeah. up on the homepage, but yeah, it's quick, a quick read That's to remind. The, yeah, that one there is the one I put that there because it's the most recent work I've done. And so it's easy to reference. Um, but there is, there's, if you guys want to know more about what each one means or whatever, this, a woman named Shauna Potter, she's in a band called Warren Women. And she has been doing this work for a long time. And she helped me, um, uh, create a video um, for the, the five D's, which is something from a, a group called Holla Back out of Baltimore. And they're kind of spearheaded the idea of those five D's, but obviously are more than willing to share it for people that need to learn about it or, you know, want to share it again. So anyways, that's all, on, everything's online and I'm always someone you can just reach out to ask me questions and I'll probably be able to direct you to the correct place. So yeah, this is so wonderful and so important because the more people that are trained in how to be an active bystander, then this stuff isn't is way less likely to happen if it could even happen at all. And like, I didn't know of the five D's, but people have helped me in that way a bunch of times. And I have helped others using those tactics and they really work. And it's not like I've never had to like confront anyone or it hasn't been scary where I felt like in danger by helping someone else. Like they really do work in a safe way. Exactly. Um, you never know what every situation is truly different too. You don't know what you're going to see, but then you have, you do have options. And I mean, there's things that I did myself, like you said, um, before you even knew it was a thing, it was just a natural way to help people. But some people don't know that. And another thing too, that it, it's a little bit of a misconception is I, it happened today. And I got to tell you guys, I, whew, I had to take a, a, you know, a lower temperature, cold shower after this interaction before we got together here, because people say a lot, like the girl can just fend for themselves. So why don't they can just use self-defense? Like they can, they can, they can, they can. And if you know what I know, which is after lots of research and experience that there's a, there is a natural reaction. You've heard of, fight and flight. 
Um, but there's also freeze. There's a few more too, but freeze is when you just go blank. All of your coping skills are truly gone. Your brain releases a chemical and I'm not a scientist, but there's a chemical release that creates a more natural response to, to danger. And so then anything you've learned as coping or intellectually is, is gone. And so you actually physically can't respond. And so that is something that frustrates me, but also I'm happy to teach it, is that you can't just turn around and, 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 and defend yourself because sometimes it's actually truly not possible. That's why having peers who can see it, they can help you. They can, you can help someone or, you know, and I think that's a lot of the education that I'm happy to share is parts of those things that I didn't even know about till I started learning about this. I've felt being frozen when it's been happening to me, but I didn't realize that someone else can get you out of it, you know? And that's, that's just, that's amazing to me. So yeah, self-defense doesn't always work, but maybe you're not in um, crisis dissociative mode where you can say something. I've done it. I've grabbed someone's wrist and said, Hey man, don't touch me. But guess what else happens? Whatever bitch. Like, Oh, okay. Sorry. I made a boundary and now you're angry at me. So there's a lot to unfold um, you know, on whatever, <laughs> unpack. There's a, there's a lot of layers here. And I think I'm just sharing the day-to-day things that come up with, with the work and what, you know, things from emails, to comments, to being tagged and stuff. And I go in and I try to teach. I try to share, at least give them what I know. I'm never confrontational. I just said, hey, tell me more about why you think that. Or, you know, like, no, I'm not just trying to go to free fish shows. Not a thing. It's a lot of work and a lot of money to go. So there's just, you know, people just don't know. And I think maybe doing this will help people know. There's some people you may never reach, but that's why I have the bystanders because our friends are there. Our people are there looking out for us. Well, thank you for doing all the work that you do. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. And I mean, you know, it's, it's passionate and it's emotional. Um, so as you can tell, sometimes <laughs> things come up, but that's why, that's why we have to work with each other, I think, and listen believe each other, hear, hear us out, do all the things. And then it's okay if you don't believe it happens at fish, but it does. And we're going to work on it on our side and we'll see if it, we'll see if it comes to affects you someday. Hopefully it doesn't, but you know, that's why we're here. So. Well, and it definitely sounds like you inspired Jess and she was inspired to reach out and to take action. So Jess, what are some of the ways that you were inspired to take action? Like how? Yeah. Be a presence, like be like a bystander and be a presence. Like there's, there are some things in the works that I'm not sure what will be said and when, (laughs) but there are some things in the works around creating spaces for support. And I'm really excited to get to be a part of that, that like are real and live time places for support. So people can be heard and validated and presenced because that's the number one thing that is needed most. And so I'm just really grateful that I get to be a part of it <laughs> in any capacity, because as cheesy as it sounds, we are all in this together. And that when we, if we want to have a better experience as a community, because there's a lot of divisiveness that that's been going on in our world and our community isn't like, you know, immune to that, like it's reached us too. Like, so for those of us who are about coming together and in like a frequency of love and, and like improving whatever can be improved, like I'm right there. I am so right there. And so I'm just so grateful that 
Ashley's created this that uh, you and Tara Lee have created this podcast to like shine a light on the healing in the communities and ways for people to like actively connect into that energy inside and outside of, you know, shows. It's, it, this is what, this is what I'm all about. So I'm just so grateful that I get to be here, a witness and a participant because we're co-creating this show of life together. You know, I can't help it. <laughs> I love it. The fish fun. Do you guys want to share a little bit without giving too much about some of the ideas that we've had that like for, for future community work? I mean, I know you guys are yours without giving ideas away too much. What do you think? Yeah, I'm totally yeah. game. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm doing my tiptoe to kind of check <laughs> to see the temperature of the waters over, over on your side. Of the zoo. I see a <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. So Ashley, do you want to speak to it entirely? I'm happy to, but I'm also like, I'm just so excited to be me. You're pointing to me. Okay. Mm, sure. By the way, everyone who can't see, I got a lot of fingers pointed to me. So I'm going to take the opportunity to get to, pre- what is it? Premiere? Uh, yeah. <laughs> The release, the teaser, we need to create a reel like they do before tour, like giant, like donuts rolling around. A sizzle reel. (laughs) I just recently learned the name of that. So that was fun to be able to throw that out. (laughs) This is our sizzle reel. This is an audio sizzle reel. But so we are co-creating a safe space for folks to come to online anonymously to be heard and held. So like anyone who has experienced something or thinks they may have experienced something or just simply wants to presence those who have are invited into a safe and sacred space to be heard and held. And there will be, we don't have like all the details ironed out just yet, but it's coming soon, but we will be available. It will happen in a certain increment of time every so often that will be made clear to everybody when it's clear to us. And there will be resources available. There will be um, expert support available. Like we, we're the space holders, but we, we have so many. If you're out there, right, and you are like an expert in this field and you have something to offer this community, like please reach out to Ashley, <laughs> you know, and we can co-create something together because this is exactly, you know, Ashley is one person and has done incredible work And like, you know, if we come and say, how can we help? It's sort of also our responsibility to be creative and explore ways that we can, right? And to bring them to her and not give her more work. Honestly, there's times I don't know. What can you do? Tell tell me, please. Well, you know, I sort of need you to like, tell me what what the recs are. I'm like, there's no open job opportunities. There's you and your, your creativity and your love and whatever your brain is telling you to do, bring it to me because I'm sure it will help me. Yeah. And that's how this happened because Jess and I were like, how can we help? And like, well, we're coaches and space holders and we know how to really facilitate sharing circles in a safe like container. So we were like, well, this is something that we could offer. And we brought it to Ashley and Ashley was like, heck yeah, this sounds awesome. How can we do it? How can we make it the most safe possible? Like how can we make it anonymous for people so they feel okay to share and how would that go? And so we're, we're ironing out all the details and figuring that out. But it was like somebody just posted a meme about how Trey is the ultimate like yes and 
So when you like bring something, he's like, yes, and, and that's why their music is so incredible and all the things. And Ashley, you're like doing that same thing. Like you were like, yes, and. (laughs) So anyone else out there that has like a talent or something they're really great at or a way that you think that you could apply it to this, like bringing consent and safety at shows, reach out to Ashley. And by the way, teamgroovesafe at gmail.com. But by the way, if you reach out to me and I say, oh, that sounds awesome please send me a new email (laughs) because there's so much that I have to remember that I am welcoming a little reminder bump. I need it. And I'm asking you guys to not be afraid to say, Hey, remember when I talked about this before, I'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. Awesome. I have, this is the time it feels right now, but I feel like sometimes in business in general, this, I mean, not safe isn't in business, but people are afraid to say, Hey, remember I sent that proposal, you know, or something and I'm, I'm welcoming follow-ups and follow-ups because there's a lot to do and not a lot of Ashley to do it. So please don't be afraid to say, Hey, I reached out to you yesterday or last year. I I want that correspondence to continue. So please continue to to give me those nudges or say, Hey, this is what I made. Can we use it? (laughs) Sure. Please. (laughs) Like let's, you know, always ask me before you post or, or create your own language, but I'm really always welcome to the, we have a lot of creators in our, in our world, in our groups. So I think that would be really, really cool. And along with this sharing circle, I think that'll be really special because some people can just listen in on the sharing circle and some people are ready to talk. Cause I know in the communications I've had, some people aren't ready to talk. And I think that's really important to recognize too, that it's okay totally okay if you 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 don't want to share your story or you're not ready to even go there at all I think that's okay some people are ready and I think that we can give them a platform we can call it a safe space but we know that spaces are I think it'll be a protected space where we're ready to to give you that platform and the resources like we said because it can be scary but some people just it happens this is one thing I didn't say before is sometimes when I'm at a table, at a show, someone just wants to come and be like, oh man, last night, some guy was so, you know, blah, 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 telling a quick story about getting grabbed or, or finding themselves in harassment. And then they say, okay, what do you want to do? You want to sit, you want to talk, you need some water. And they say, nah, I mean, I love this song. It's, you know, you know, like, oh, is it, sounds like Maze, might be Bowie, gotta go. Like, you know, so that is what it can be sometimes. It's just a, hey, bouncing this off of you. I'll be like, yep, that sucks. I totally get it. And then, yeah, but I'm, I'm okay. So every instance of sexual violence or, or harassment or these non-consensual moments aren't always complete um, deal breakers and night runners. Like absolutely some of them are. I've left shows, but sometimes you just gotta be like, ugh, that was gross. Okay, love, I, you know, I love fish, so I'm okay, but bye. <laughs> like, so, I mean, that's okay too. But I think that there's a whole spectrum on this and- we just have to tell people that yeah it's happening and don't be afraid and if you are it's okay too (laughs) like I'm open to all of the range of feelings so and the people out there that are like this isn't like that makes my blood boil whether like well this isn't happening in this scene because I've never seen it where it's like it's happened to me I don't know if it's happened to I know Ashley you said it happened to you I don't know if it's happened to you two ladies but and it's happened to so many of my friends and that like that's just it's it's happening whether you're seeing it and witnessing it with your eyes or not it's happening and it's happening in your safe happy place so it's like 
it's so important that this is happening and, and being talked about. So it can become a safe, happy space for everybody. Yeah, it's exactly. It, it, sh- it should be. I think it can get there. And a lot of people say, well, it didn't happen in the 90s. Well, guess what? It sure did. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I, I'm like, y'all were raising your hand. I'm like, mine was in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like my bigger. Mine too, actually. Yeah. Like, mm, I think it did happen. I know it happened. However, culturally, it was taboo. It was something that, oh, just deal with it. Or that doesn't cause you pain or, oh, you, you know, you can't speak up about that. I mean, that is what oppression has been for so long and let me make sure that everyone knows this happens to all gender identifications everybody deserves respect I think that people are quick to say oh but it happens to guys too it's a quick oh but that I get often and I've never once said it doesn't and I think it's really important that it does but historically statistically it has happened to those who identify as females more however I think it's been happening to everybody all along, and especially women from being in different places of equality over time. But guess what? It has been happening all along. People are just getting a little bit more bold and brave to say, hey, I've learned that I don't need to deal with this pain. Um, So I think that's an important point sometimes though. Yeah. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of shame. And, And I feel like we're in a place in humanity now where we're able to like witness shame and hold it a little differently and also know that we're not alone in it. So when we talk to each other more candidly and honestly and can hold like that love for each other as we do, like it opens up a whole new chapter for us. And I feel like that's where we are now because Lord knows I had never said anything about what I had experienced like back then. I was like, first of all, in high school, right? And like, second of all, like, well, if, if somebody knew, like, what would that mean about me, right? Like, what, what, what rain of hell might come down on me because something happened to me? Like, I might get blamed for it or, we know, like, there's all of this stuff. And that's why people tend to stay silent and suffer and just maybe stop coming to shows, which we don't want. We want people to be able to find their happy place. And I think people also say they think they deserved it, or maybe I was drunk, or maybe I my short my skirt was too short. Like, nah, nope, consent, consent. Sorry, like it's okay, it's not your fault. I mean, this is just bad behavior and unacceptable behavior, but I promise it's nothing to do with what you did. If you feel like you were someone who's been victimized in this way, like I promise you it. I don't think I don't think it was something you did. I'm pretty sure of it. Ashley, you have the amazing saying that like when you said it, that's when I started to fangirl. I'm like, oh my God, Ashley. Yes, yes, sister. I'm like snapping my hands and like <laughs> clapping behind my computer. But it was something like, it was like expression is not an oh, invitation. Oh yeah, self-expression is not an invitation to touch. But like the idea is self-expression is not an invitation. I mean, we have the whole, oh, the whole idea of everything. I mean, in our friendship here, we know that like we talk about magic, right? <laughs> Like anything that you want to be, you are, you want to emote it, as long as it doesn't hurt someone else or yourself, you can wear flip-flops and pasties. And as long as like, there's no rules against that, like that doesn't mean because you have left clothes on that you're inviting the touch. You probably want to be seen and you want to feel real good and be like, Hey, look, I look awesome. And I feel awesome and not for you, but for me. And, but that's the thing about self-expression. It could be in a dance move. It could be in a, a, you know, a garment choice. It could be 
from anything, but that is not inviting someone to then violate your body or touch you without your permission. Not to mention like, I'm not responsible for your buzz. I shouldn't be hurt because you've consumed too much. It all falls into that category of, I didn't even know you were there, but now you have let me know you're there and you might be ready to harm me. Like I'm doing this. And I'm going to share a quick story. The, the storyteller has um, given me permission to share this. So I do sometimes. It was a woman at Fish. Her eyes were closed. There was a ballad, which is a slow song. She was facing forward, swaying back and forth. And someone came from behind her and kissed her on the mouth and ran away. So that to me is an exact example, an extreme example of this self-expression, taking your own moment, filling your love from that stage into you, again, getting filled up. But that joy, the reason you're there, and someone takes advantage of you because they wanted to do that. And that, to me, isn't more than unfair. That's what we're talking. And so I just, that's the whole self-expression. It's not an invitation. That, that is, I'm doing my thing. I'm getting down my way. This is not yours to take. Oh, man, that's part of the story that we're telling. Yeah. And collectively too, like, like if you look at us as humans in a collective, there's been a lot of power over energetics. It's like, everyone's trying to dominate everybody and take over and conquer and just like in violent ways and microaggressions and all sorts of expressions. And we're moving out of that. Like, let's just move out of that people. Like who's on Mm -hmm. board? Like, (laughs) like, let's recruit. Like we're power with power with together. Okay. Like lift together. So if somebody comes and runs and takes a kiss off somebody, they also took it off themselves. You know, like I just had to throw it out there. Like, let's just do this. Um, I mean, obviously this is, this is my 24 seven. So my brain's always moving, but something else I just thought of too is Groove safe, me, Ashley, I'm in a place. We are in a place where if you've made mistakes in the past, I'm ready to forgive you. You may have not known that squeezing someone's side or running your hand up their back to get by them at a show is, is pretty inappropriate. It's, it's in a space of someone's body that you haven't been invited into. But guess what? If you've done that and now you know, it's okay. I feel like I can forgive you. And I think that some people get nervous because they have made mistakes, but I'm in a place of now you know, and it's education. I'm not blaming you or there's nothing. You're not on trial here. And if you, like you said, I mean, I'm getting, this is the time that I get emotional. So if you found that you've made a mistake before, that doesn't mean that you're on the other team. There is no other team here. There's the getting together, getting healthier and moving forward together. So, I mean, and if you've accidentally bumped into someone while you're dancing, that's not what we're talking about here. So also there's a few things to think about to forgive yourself and know that we're, we're going to be okay is just join in and try to help us, all of us just make things better. Forgiveness and humility. Like those are the two things that come through for me when I hear you speak about this, like, cause we're, we all have participated in some way, shape or form in a culture, right? And now we're all choosing. I'm, I'm just really hopeful. <laughs> we're all choosing to change the way we're participating and maybe the culture will change. That's the awareness. Whole you can't do anything without education and awareness. If you didn't know it was a thing, how could you put any effort into it? Once you know, or, you know, that's why it's change in behavior. That's where it starts. It's just being aware that it's even a thing. Some people have no idea and that's okay. But I'm telling you, 
And this is the invitation in it's like, right. This isn't like, like you were saying team this or team that this is the invitation. in. like, now, you know, you've listened to this incredible podcast and you're invited to this party. So like, come on in. And if you're not sure you're welcome, that's okay. Like come anyway. Well, we're here. We love you. (laughs) Get consent for you. A yes is a yes is a yes. Everything else is no, you know, and just have the awkward conversations. We kind of like, it's, we tease sometimes and I'm only, I'm only smiling because it's, I, I mean, I'm not going to justify it, but it's okay to ask awkward questions because that is how you get consent over time. It's been sort of described like, oh, I have no game. I'm not going to ask her to dance. That's weird. Like, it's okay. No, like, that's what we're saying. Ask her to dance. Ask her her name. Look at her face before you engage. Like I was, we were at Dick's. I was working at the booth literally running a group safe table. I was taping the mission to my table and my back was to the concourse. So I was facing the table, working, taping the mission that says do not sexual assault people. And someone came up behind me and grabbed me, like did a swipe up my back and then grabbed both my shoulders and like pulled me like into them. And I, I don't touch me. Like, Oh, sorry. And then like, I had someone go talk to him for me and he came back. Oh, I support your mission. I support your mission. And he said, okay, a couple things just happened. You touched me without my permission. I'm here trying to advocate for this behavior. I mean, against this behavior for people who have experienced it. And I'm trying to tell you that I didn't like it. And now you're being aggressive towards me. So I mean, I just, I guess I don't know where I was going. We could never be sure what's going to happen and where, you know, you need consent, like coming from behind me. I don't care what your intention was. You don't know what my day has been like. That's, that's startling. And not only do I not see you and you have no idea if I'm okay with it, I haven't been able to even give you, you didn't give me a chance to tell you if I wanted to, to engage with you or not. So I think that's, I don't know. I think it was just quick sharing of that feeling of you have to get consent. Got to. I, how can you give consent from, but if I can't see you, don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am sure that our listeners have learned so much and you're so right. Like I always say, without awareness, there is no choice because if we don't know something then we can't choose right or wrong for us, you've shared a lot of ways that, you know, people can kind of follow this up. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about that? If like somebody listens to this and they're like, oh my gosh, this is really important to me too. I want to be able to do something. How can I contribute? Like anything else you'd like to say about that? Well, the number one thing is to continue the conversation. So if you hear about what we're doing, maybe bring it up to someone that day, that week, soon after. Also, the other thing that I find to be a challenge is to spread things online, social media. So I can share it from GroupSafe. I can retweet it from Ashtar. I can ask people to then, I mean, I'm saying retweet as like a general, like share, move it along. But then, and I can share in three, four, five fish groups. But again, it's still my voice. It's still the algorithm of people that follow me. It's still going to be only my little bubble. So my biggest plea always is supporters, artists, people that believe in it, share it from your own platform because I have X amount of followers and you have X amount of friends. I might not know any, not a single one of your friends. So I can't reach them. 
So the thing I'm asking is for people who have the ability in the platform to make a difference to try to do so. And that comes in sharing, reposting, creating your own, just run it by me. If you're like, I think I did this right. Can I share this video of my thoughts on this? So that is one thing I only can reach the people who follow me and, or that are <laughs> mathematically Facebooked into me. Um, and you know, the other thing is to just make sure in the same, same light is to see, use some trigger warnings. You don't have to be too detailed, but let people know that you're about to talk about something that's pretty intense. And then also you can follow the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which is helpful. And then any ideas, any at all, literally anything, just email teamgroovesafe at gmail.com or just go to the website, gmail, I mean, <laughs> groovesafe.com has all the links to all those things, lots of things to read, contact form. If you can't remember anything else, just go <laughs> to groovesafe.com and use the contact form and write me your thoughts. I mean, I'm I'm always an open book. Any of you guys would know and be able to explain that and share that about me is this isn't work for me. This is work for all of us. And it takes all of us from everything from bystander training all the way through survivor stories. And just having one conversation ever about it is one more conversation towards the goal. So that's it for us. That's the ideas I think I have for that. Nice. Thank you. Wonderful. So, and should they follow you on Facebook, Instagram, like socials that they can follow you on? Yeah. For GrooveSafe, it's at GrooveSafe for Facebook, like handle mm -hmm. GrooveSafe on Facebook, GrooveSafe on Twitter, and then Instagram at GrooveSafePics, P-I-C-S. Someone owns at GrooveSafe. We are working through that right now. I don't know who, because I, uh, I own the name. So we're working on, I think you have to wait six months for someone cancels something. And I can't believe that they're holding it for me, but so it's at Groove Safe Picks. You will see hopefully in the future without the picks, but currently that's what it is. And I mean, I'm fine with anything. Email's good, but you guys, there's, there's lots of ways to spread this message. Oh, and I always need volunteers for shows. I'm currently doing fall tour with a minimal amount of volunteers so if anybody yeah. wants to take a few days off work do some hard work with me because that's always a thing boothing is hard but it's really it's a fulfilling opportunity and you get to see some fish maybe hear it depending on the venue. <laughs> you're at the show so there's ideas there if you guys ever wanted to do some physical volunteering that's always an option too Wonderful. You've given people so many ways to be able to help, whether it's physically, <laughs> learning, sharing, all the ways. So thank you so much. And Jess, thank you so much for being here too and being a supporter and part of this mission as well. And we're yeah. so grateful for the both of you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's important for me to be able to have platforms to just be like raw and just share this stuff. Cause I mean, obviously it means something to me, but I need a, I just want everybody <laughs> to know that, it, that this is happening and that we're here to, to really stop it or prevent it, or at least make a dent. All right. Well, we will be right back. Thank you. What a beautiful and difficult and helpful conversation that was. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And so important. I'm just so grateful that Ashley, I mean, I'm not grateful that Ashley had the experiences that she had by any means, but 
I'm grateful that she has the courage and the tenacity to be able to take those experiences and to be able to make a difference in our scene. And, you know, who knows how far this is going to reach. It's already come so far, I feel like, in three years. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it's been so beautiful to watch the like growth and evolution of it. And I loved how she said at first people were like, who are you and what is this? And then now it shows when they see the Groove Safe booth, they're like, oh, thank you for doing what you do. Or like, I need to talk to you about something. So it's happening already and it's growing. And and we're just so I'm just so grateful because I've definitely experienced actually all of us on the call have that were um like you, Jess, Ashley, all of us have experienced unwanted touching at shows before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like so grateful that she's doing this so it can be a safe space because even though it is my happy place, like sometimes I'm like, oh, that person's getting close to me and like, oh, they're or they're talking to me and saying things like uncomfortable or that person's watching me like really creepily. Um, So I'm glad that this education is coming out there and she's also teaching people on what to do if you see somebody in a situation like that. And I'm just so grateful for it because this is our safe, happy, wonderful, amazing, beautiful, happy place. And but it can also be a place of trauma if this stuff continues to happen. So that's why it's so important that this exists. Yeah. And speaking of trauma, I wanted to highlight something about trauma for the. Did you know? So the thing about trauma is that it, you know, the way that a person is affected by it really depends more upon how they perceive it more than actually the thing that happened. So you know, the same traumatic event can happen to multiple people. And, you know, one person may be extremely affected by it, and they're not able to engage in their life anymore. While another person may just be able to be like, yeah, that was a really bad experience, but I'm okay. You know, they're, they're good. One of the things that we know affects how a person perceives trauma is how connected they feel to other people. So this is really important and especially about what Ashley was talking about with the bystander intervention, because one of the five D's that she was talking about is the delay. And in the delay, that is when, you know, you might see something happening and maybe you weren't able to do something in the moment. Maybe you didn't feel safe doing something in the moment or it just didn't happen. And that's okay. Maybe you think about it later and you're like, oh man, I really wish that I would have said something. Well, you always have the opportunity to go back to that person who experienced the traumatic event or the stressful situation, whatever you want to call it, and and ask them if they're okay. Because what happens with trauma is that we feel disconnected from other people, right? Because usually the person, the trauma is coming from somebody else. So when we have had an experience where we're then disconnected from other people, not just that person who did the thing to us, but from it like takes us away from everybody. Then when we can feel connection to another person, it helps not make that traumatic event so bad. So for example, in uh, on 9-11, right? That was an event that affected a lot of people at one time. 
And it was an extremely traumatic event for many, many, many people. And at the same time, the level of support that was received after that was so extreme and so incredible and amazing. And nobody ever questioned, well, did that really happen to you? Are you sure that that really wasn't that bad? Like there was no questioning about that. No, it was like, oh my God, that was terrible. And how can I help you? Right. And so everybody poured in all of the support, money, you know, all kinds of support. It was like, whoa, okay, this is really the focus. We need to take care of these people that just went through that. And because of that, what they noticed when they were researching that experience especially was that the effects were not as great as they might have been had it been something that was not supported in the way that it was. So whatever we can do to help, even if we're just one person and we go up to somebody that we saw was in a shitty situation and assaulted by somebody or touched inappropriately or whatever it might be, if we can say, hey, I saw that and that wasn't okay. And are you okay? What can I do to help support you right now? That's going to make such a difference, even for their long-term health and well-being. So I just wanted to highlight that part too. Yes, that's so beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up because it's true. Like Sometimes you think if I didn't do something in the moment, then it's not going to be helpful, but that's actually not true. There's ways to continue to do that. And I'm so glad that Groove Safe is teaching this. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely so important. Yes. And so for my part, Daily Jam. I want everybody to stop what they're doing right now and head over to GrooveSafe.com and check out what to do for the bystander intervention. And just educate yourself on what it is exactly that you can do if you are a witness to someone having something uncomfortable and unwanted happen to them at a show. And that is my daily jam. Yeah. And there's multiple levels that you can engage with that. You can just check out the five D's and so that you can think about those. And there's also a longer video that you could watch too. Um, It's a little over an hour and it's the training that Ashley was talking about that she did for the bystander intervention. So if you want to go further into that, you can uh, watch that training too. Yes. Yeah. And while you're there, if you can donate some level of support monetarily, that would be really appreciated, I'm sure. And this episode is coming out at the end of fall tour, but you can definitely check Ashley out. I think she's going to be in Vegas. And if you don't catch her there, then definitely look out for Groove Safe um, in other venues along tour or at other shows. Uh, there's a lot of band ambassadors out there that are spreading the word of Groove Safe. So um, now you are educated and maybe you can spread the word too. Yes. So everybody in the whole scene knows about Groove Safe. Yes. All right. Well, Tara Lee, anything else that you can think of? No. Um, I mean, I just want everybody to have a wonderful day um, and to check out other podcasts on Osiris Podcast Network. Um, they're so amazing and supportive and really have incredible content for you to enjoy and ingest. So check that out. 
Please follow us on Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast. Subscribe to us. As I said at the beginning, share this podcast with one person who doesn't know of it so we can spread and grow and more and more people can dive into the health and wellness connection with music because we are one of the only podcasts that talks about that. Yeah. So if you like both of those, then share it with somebody else that likes both of those too. Yes. All right. Well, I think we're going to set you free to have a great day. (laughs) Yes. Free you may be. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. We love you. Bye.